Hey everyone, welcome back to the Giants Nation podcast. Um, guys, I just I decided to come back on my I decided to come back on my podcast just because most of you guys were saying stuff on Twitter, you know, um, uh, posting stuff on Twitter that really got me uh it really got me um thinking, you know um and this question really um you know yeah you know um I act you know I'm not gonna lie. I actually thought there, uh, like most of the most of the tweets you guys are posting on Twitter, I actually thought, hey, maybe this could happen. You know, like you can't expect, like you can't expect every GM to have a better year. You know, every no team in the NFL is great. You know, no person in the NFL, you know, no person in the world is a genius. You know. No person, no person is perfect. You know, you can't ever be perfect. We all have problems. We are all human. We are, we are, we all struggle with certain things, either it's personal or not personal, you know, but most of you guys were, uh, posting things on Twitter, you know, they were mostly questions and the questions you guys were posting on Twitter, it got me want, it got me to go on here to talk about it. You guys are saying, what if Joe Shane is in a what what if Joe Shane is in a bad what what if he's in a situation that he can't get out of? What if he is in a bad situation that he can't get out of? Uh, like what if Joe Shane is going to is Joe Shane gonna have a better year going into this year's draft class or is he gonna have the same one that we all saw him have last season, which I don't, I don't think that's the case. I think Joe Shane is going to have a much better draft because he's, you know, he's shown some flashes that this guy, I mean, this guy, you guys heard me say this a bunch of times. I believe that this guy can be one of the best Oh wait, I don't think I said this. Um, I'm gonna say it anyways. I believe that this guy could be one of the best GMs in the NFL. You know, I'm not trying. No, I'm not trying to say he, this guy is gonna be the next Robert Kraft. You know, um, but Joe Shane has. I'm not saying this guy is gonna be the next Robert Kraft, but obviously Robert Kraft, he's the he's the general manager of one of the most. You know one of the most common teams in the New England Patriots. But what Joe, what what makes Joe Shane, what makes Joe Shane like the what makes Joe Shane one of the top GMs if this guy somehow wins a Super Bowl with the Giants. I mean, if Joe Shane somehow wins a Super Bowl with the New York Giants, I think I think it's very acceptable to put him up there to top GMs, you know, because this guy is, he is literally the general manager of the only team that beat Tom Brady, not once, but twice. No, uh, no other team beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl besides the Philadelphia Eagles. And that was with Nick Foles as the quarterback, a backup, a backup quarterback for Carson Wentz. This is when Carson Wentz was with the. This is when uh, this was when Carson Wentz 
was playing with the Philadelphia Eagles. A backup quarterback beat Nick. Uh, he beat Tom Brady. You know, that was the only team that beat Tom Brady besides the Giants. You know, so I feel like that's one. I feel like honestly, that's one good reason to put why this guy, if he somehow does win the Super Bowl with the Giants, either either that happens next season or you know, or in the future. If Joe Shane win if Joe Shane wins the Super Bowl, he deserves to be called one of the best. He deserve he deserves to be called well, I, I wouldn't say one of the best. You know, and I'm not saying that I'm not saying that this guy can't ever do that. You know? Because I believe, you know, because one Super like, if you're a first GM and you win only one Super Bowl, that's not going to put you with the top-tier general managers, you know? Robert Kraft is, no, he is one of the best GMs because the Patriots, the Patriots went to, the Patriots went to Super Bowl, the Patriots went to the Super Bowl constantly, you know? And they won Super Bowls. You know, Robert Kraft is great. He's a great GM because... Of because of what he's done, you know, with that, you know, with that, you know, with that, what he's done with that organization, you know, um, but that's all I gotta say about that, you know, but you got it, looks like a lot of Giants fans have a scary feeling that. There's a great chance that Joe Shane might have a he might have one of those off seasons where he's gonna have a down year. Well, no, he's not. You know, I expect the Giants. I said it before and I'll say it again. I expect the New York Giants to be better because Joe Shane has changed the culture on what this team should really be. You know, I always I always said this: a giant is a mythical creature. You know, if you read the stories about the Giants and the Titans, go, you know, go read the books. Go read the stories about Giants and how Giants would, how the Giants would kill all the villagers because the villagers kept mess, kept on messing with the Giants. Go watch the movie Jack and the Beanstalk. Jack and the Jack and his crew could not stop the Giants. You know why? Because Giants were unstoppable. That's what. That's what I'm trying to say about this team. We weren't playing like Giants. We were playing like tiny Giants. And that's not what a Giant is. A Giant is a tall, mythical creature standing at 30 feet tall and kills anything that gets in his path. That's what. I expect, and that's what the giant, and that's what the Giants did. Joe Shane grabbed a magic bean, and he created another beanstalk, and he went to find the giant and tame it, and and let him know you're not a little, you're not a little giant. You're a monstrous, disgusting, torturing, terrorizing creature that deserves to kill. That's what he did with the New York Giants. He literally grabbed the giant, he grabbed this kind of giant that's been, that's been getting bullied for the past decade or so, 
And finally, Joe Shane told that giant, this is not what you are. You weren't born to be little. You were born to be a monster, to kill, to, you know, to um, get whatever gets in your path, you expect to kill it. You know, when, when villagers try to stop the giant in Jack and the Beanstalk, the giant grabbed the humans and they ate them. They literally, they literally rolled them up. You know what? A, you know what? A, I'm not. I'm not gonna get into food right now. You know. But they'll roll them up in some kind of pizza dough and they'll cook them and they'll eat them. That's what giant. That's what this. That's what the New York Giants are meant to do. They're meant. The all the rest of the 31 teams in the NFL. They're villagers. The New York Giants are giants. They are, they are supposed to kill anything that gets in their path. And that's what I mean. You know? But look, if Joe Shane and the Giants somehow ever get in, if they somehow ever get in a scenario, in a bad scenario when it comes to drafting, here's how they can solve it. Look. The cost to the Giants, look at the cost to the Giants of winning six times as an underdog last season might have been a lockdown cornerback, you know, or a blazing fast receiver. Then there is the additional tax assessed, you know, you know, for an upset playoff victory amounting to sacrificing a premium ball hawk or red zone target. After five straight years. Five straight years of sorting through the blue chip prospects near the top of each draft class. The Giants face the uncertainty attached to their lowest first pick in the draft. Which is uh, the Giants first, in the first round, the Giants are going to be, the Giants are going to be drafting at number 25 overall. Since 2012. You know, that's how long it's been since the Giants have, since the Giants have actually had a good season. You know, file file winning too often to select in the top 10 of the draft under good problems to have, but it opens the door to a worst case scenario, you know, like the very real possibility that the Giants either can't immediately address needs at cornerback or receiver or have, you know, or have to uh, uh, reach to do so. If the unknown... Giants, you know, if the unknown Giants draft board matches the, you know, matches the growing scouting consensus, then the top four cornerbacks in some order are Illinois' uh, Devin Witherspoon, Oregon's Christian Gonzalez, Penn State's Joey Porter Jr., and Maryland's Deontay Banks, which I talked about this guy on my mock draft. And the top four receivers in some order are Ohio State's Jackson Smith and Jigba, USC's Jordan Addison, TCU's Quentin Johnston, and Boston College's Zay Flowers. You know, look. Listen. But what if none of those eight playmakers are available at number 25? You know, Zay Flowers was the only one, he was the only one available and taken by the Giants in ESPN, um, analysis by uh, analyst uh, Jordan Reed's latest mock draft you know you know Jordan Reed uh, said this when poised uh, said this when posed that question by the post 
He was saying they could wait until the second round or even later, especially with it being a deep receiver and quarterback class. If that's worst case scenario for them, I could see a center, but maybe not so at number 25. Look at, here's what I'm gonna say. The number two, you know, the number 25th pick has changed hands in each of the last six drafts. If Joe Shane doesn't move up, he could move back with an eye, you know, with an eye on filling the offensive line, uh, offensive line hole. Created by free agent losses of John Luciano, who went to the 49ers, and Nick Gates, who went to the Commanders. You know, you got Minnesota's John, uh, you got you got Minnesota's John Michael Schmitz. You know, and these aren't free. These aren't these aren't guys in the NFL. These are rookies. You got uh, rookie. Uh, you got you got Minnesota's John Michael Schmitz or Wisconsin's Joe Tipman who are literally two of the best centers in this year's draft class. Those two guys could be two answers the Giants can look for at the center spot. You know, let, you know, and the Giants, those guys might, you know, and I'm, I'm very, I'm very positive that those guys, both of those guys will be around later in the first round, you know. You know, um, fellow ESPN uh, analyst Matt Miller, who also founded um, the DraftScout.com recently, he mocked uh, Schmitz to the Giants. You know, um, Miller was saying, who compared Schmitz to Chief Center Creed Humphrey, who was an All-Pro in who was who's an All-Pro in his uh, second season, after mistakenly slipping into the second round in 2021, was saying, "I like both those centers a lot." You know. Um, Look at when I watched this guy. Look at when I saw when I saw highlights of this guy at the Senior Bowl. Look at Schmitz. This guy had you know you know um uh, this is oh no this is uh, from this is what Miller was saying. He was saying we saw Schmitz have a great Senior Bowl process, meaning he showed all the traits to be a late first rounder. My comp gives you a little bit of a mental picture of the type of athlete you are getting at center. Somebody who is great at getting out in space, violent at the second level. You know, look at, it might be, and this is just for, this is just my opinion. It might not be as big of a reach as, you know, it, it might not be as big of a reach as, uh, you know, as thought to uh, dip deeper into the draft board for a potential starter opposite of cornerback Dory Jackson, who is in the final year of his contract. You know, Amani Awari, Awari, you know, is the only veteran cornerback signed in free agency. Compared to the Giants' two signings and three additions at wide receiver, the Giants' interest in Cam Smith includes hosting him on a facility visit after dining with him before South Carolina's Pro Day, you know, which the Post confirmed. You know, you know, um, I'll also suggest this. Hey, uh, Mississippi State's on Emmanuel Forbes, who I also mentioned in my po- uh, podcast. This guy ranked higher than Deontay Banks, you know, according to what, you know, ESPN even has uh, um, Emmanuel Forbes ranked higher than Deontay Banks. You know, I feel like there is a, here's what I, here's what I have to, like, here's what I would say going to this whole conversation. If there was ever a worst possible, uh, if there was a somehow worst case scenario for the Giants, 
There is a lot of look. There is a lot of conversation about Forbes' weight. He was 166 pounds at the at the combine and 170 pounds at his pro day. But if you want a ball hawk in this class, it's definitely uh, it's definitely Emmanuel Forbes. You know, this guy had a career record holder with six of his 14 career interceptions returned for touchdowns. You know. This guy has been battle tested playing in the SEC and he has elite quarter speed. He's six foot one, so yes, he's he's kind of a string bean, but he is such a fantastic player when the ball is in the air. So look at maybe the worst here's what I will say to this whole thing that you guys brought up. Maybe the worst case scenario isn't so bad after all. Look at we know wide receiver and cornerback are probably the Giants' biggest needs right now. But the great thing for the Giants is that they are not stuck in a position where they need to take one of those positions at number 25. So that's all I got to say about that. And yeah, guys, uh, thank you guys for bringing uh, this crazy uh, topic up. Um, look at I mean, if there's ever a, if there was ever a possibility that Joe Shane and the Giants end up you know, end up in this spot where, you know, um, where they would have to, um, you know, like, I don't know. Like, if there was, like, if there was somehow, somehow, some way, if there was ever a chance that Joe Shane and the Giants were ever in this position, that would suck, you know? But it doesn't suck because... The Giants haven't made any moves in the offseason, you know, and I even said, I even said this, well, not in the offseason, in free agency. I, I said this, like, what did I say? I said free agency, like, there's not, there's, there's not gonna, there's, there's, overall, there's not a lot of great uh, free agents in the free agent market that the Giants are looking for. And that's why I kept on saying, Joe Shane is not going to uh, waste all his draft picks on um, players that he doesn't even know. He, like, I don't know if Joe Shane is going to get rid of most of his draft picks on players in the free agent market that he doesn't, like, he don't, like, Joe Shane doesn't know if any of these guys he would have gotten off of the free agent market. He doesn't, like, he had no, he had no idea what these guys would put on the field, you know? You know? Well, we're going to have to see what happens, um, but that's just from me, that's my, that's how, that's just from, that's my opinion on the entire situation, we'll see what, ha- we'll see how everything goes, but I appreciate you guys, I appreciate you guys uh, bringing this up, um, but that's what, happens. that's what I would say about that, if the Giants that's my. That would be my answer to. Uh, to uh, that would be my answer. You know, if the Giants were ever in a uh, in a uh, scenario where, you know, um, where uh, it's a, it was a bad one, that would be my answer. You know, um, so that's all I have to say about that. And yeah, guys, um, like I said, I, um, I'll keep you guys updated for more news about the New York Giants as crazy uh, as the crazy offseason continues.
But until then, guys, I am out. Peace.